Hey listeners, it's Sam here from the future, just jumping in before we start this episode. So last week we spoke a little bit about how we were having issues getting the podcast live across Apple Music, Spotify, etc. By this point now, when you're listening to this, everything should all be completely sorted out. Which means now you'll be able to listen to Get Real on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn and Amazon Alexa. As well as some of the other really popular podcast apps like Overcast, PocketCast, Castro, CastBox and Podchaser. Um, Of course you can also listen to us on Buzzsprout.com which is the website where we host our podcasts. Um, So a massive thank you to them for helping us get ourselves distributed across Apple and Spotify etc. For making the whole process so easy as well and just to be transparent that buzzsprout don't sponsor this podcast in any way at all uh, but they are really really helpful and they're a great way of getting your podcast off the ground a bit like what we've done um so yeah i totally recommend them for that so enough boring stuff um enjoy this episode on season one of the witcher we're not in kansas anymore you have my Welcome to Get Real, the podcast where we get real about our favourite pop culture, films and TV shows. I'm Sam and with me is my co-host Chris. And I'm here to claim the lore of surprise. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) That that is not known yet, but is... Something you do not have yet, but... You didn't... I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, getting us straight onto it, today we're talking about The Witcher series from Netflix. Yes. Um, thoughts on this series? Go. Top of my head. Loved it. It was good. Could have been better. Yeah. In what, was, what, in what way do you reckon it could have been better? Pacing at times is a little bit off. Gets a bit slow at times, I reckon. Especially, like, the first episode, like, first, like, two minutes is like, bam, bam. We're in with the Witcher fighting a cool monster. It's like, yeah, cool. Then after that, it sort of lulls. And then, like, it's only in the last 20 minutes that it starts to build back up again and you really start to find the footing of the show. And yeah. then a couple episodes are a little bit slow here and there. Yeah, I think, yeah, it, it it does take a bit to get going. However, I think the payoff, once it has got, has got yeah. going, is really good. Yeah, um, I think it's definitely not a series for like the faint of watchers no it's like you really need to pay attention because if you miss something you're like totally struggling throughout the rest of it yeah you need to be you need to just be able to dive in headfirst into a fantasy show and figure it out along the way you need to not be afraid of something like that yeah i mean if you struggled with game of thrones for example i think you would also i mean you probably struggle more with yeah. this um it does kind of expect you to kind of know what the Witcher is already about. It is a bit unrelenting with it. It does drop yeah. hints and stuff, but, you know, I mean, it made more sense to me once I got up to a certain point of the series yeah. where I was thinking, hang on a second, what's going on here? Yeah. Um, that I did have to, like, look online and, and a lot of people were asking the same questions at that point of the series. Yeah, yeah. Um, But also reading a little bit, in between episodes and stuff helped me figure out what was going on and mm. um, there was a couple of times where i had to search up the monsters because yeah. i was like oh well what what is this and why is this happening and um, but i think yeah i really enjoyed it once i kind of got familiar and comfortable with like the yeah. world and stuff yeah i really enjoyed it i think i just wasn't expecting it 
to also be the way it was. Like it is very much based off like the first novel or the first two novels where they are a collection of short stories. So each episode was like short stories, just world building. Mm. And I think that's what I felt made it suffer a little bit was the fact that it was trying to build up and like this first season was all like will building or world building <laughs> world building <laughs> world building and like trying to get us to understand where the characters have been like it felt like season one was almost just a trailer for season two and season two is going to be the meat and the bones of what the witcher is yeah that's how it felt for me yeah i mean even if you've played like the witcher game the recent one i still think you it helps with the context of everything, mm. but I still think that there's it's a little bit jarring. Yeah, I, I think it's it's just unrelentless. Yeah, you, th- you can yeah. figure it out from just watching the show. It just might take you like an extra episode until something clicks with you. Yeah, like, and I, I like the fact that it's not handholdy with everything, but some things it could do with explaining a bit more. It sounds like I'm complaining a lot. It's still really good. Mm. It's just it felt like it had a little bit of unfulfilled potential. Here yeah. There. But the monster designs, amazing. Yeah, they look Casting really cool. was fantastic. Henry Cavill is great in the role. Mm-hmm. I couldn't think of anybody else playing that role now. Yeah, especially like you, when you look at a comparison between his Geralt and Geralt in like the games and stuff, mm-hmm. um, I think he does a really good job. I think that character can be quite stale Yeah, in... In the games, maybe you. I mean, in the game, you're making his choices, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So it's almost quite interesting to see, like Cavill, you know, play someone who they have to make those choices for the show. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's cool, and I think they have said that it is a lot more based off the books than the game. Yeah, yeah, and I think that the the way he is, and he's got a very interesting character. Mm. Um, you know. For the, for, the fact so, that so, it's not all spelled out for you what who or what he is yeah is what's interesting like this dark seeded past like he is a loner and you find that out straight away that he is a loner witches are all loners because of what a witcher is essentially yeah and, so like it, that informs like why his character is the way that he is so in terms of like um like a brief overview of what this is about is it's very much Game of Thrones. You've got these different families and stuff. You've got these different kingdoms mm-hmm. all over the place. Um, a bit like if you play Skyrim, I suppose it's all you yeah. know. It's it's that whole fantasy thing. Um, you've got monsters. Doesn't really explain where monsters come from. Um, that's more explained in the books and the games. You, you don't really have to know why they're there. No. I only found that out from watching the intro to Witcher Wild Hunt. Which yeah. I've recently started playing. Thinks you've which done the same. Three, the Wild Hunt. Yeah, recently picked that up on on Game Pass on Xbox, which is cool. Is it on Game Pass? Yeah. So you listening? Don't and, need to go out and buy it. Yeah, you don't need to go Pass. buy it. Yeah, it's on Game Pass. So if you already have that, you get it for free. That's what I'm doing next weekend. Um, yeah, and the witches are these people, right? There, they are a small. Um, there's not many of them left. No. Um, they have these kind of some magic powers but they're known as like a mutation of humanity yeah they undergo something to become a witcher don't they and i think it's similar to the chaos wielders like the mages of the world only it's more imbued within the dna they don't need to learn so much 
Yeah, they undergo some like crazy treatment or something yeah. to become one, don't they? Yeah. You don't see any of this in there. That's all kind of backstory. Yeah. And you hear I bits feel and like that'll be dove into a bit more in season two as well. Yeah. Towards the end of the series, you start to find out more about Geralt. Yeah, you, yeah, you start to get yeah right towards the end. To be fair, you find yeah. out more about Geralt. You get a couple of bits and bobs and flashbacks. Yeah. And talking of flashbacks, like without going too much into what how how this series is set up for those who haven't watched it yet, there's a, there's two timelines going on at the same time, yeah. isn't there? And yeah, the story's told non chronologically. Yeah, there's like one half of it is in like about in the past, and then there's another half that's like in the future yeah so and there's one story running throughout that it is in chronological order every episode yeah whereas the bits with Geralt and stuff are the short stories from the novels and it's sort of like it's giving you glimpses into these other characters lives throughout yeah catching up to the main timeline you find out how he gets some of his nicknames and stuff mm-hmm. like that as well um but it's almost like one of those timelines is running like catch up to the other yeah. like catches up it's weird it's yeah. really strange um but I yeah think it took about four or five episodes before it really starts to click into place in your head you're just like oh that's that's happening yeah, okay yeah otherwise you'd like because you're taking for granted all this really weird stuff that happens throughout the series yeah. you almost think oh this is going to make sense in like two minutes because you're expecting it to be some weird i don't know crazy outer world spell yeah. or hallucination or something yeah, or yeah. something mad like that um so yeah uh, i mean have you ever have you ever like played the witcher or I, seen i've anything played a bit of the witcher 3 yeah a while ago so we're pretty much. much both gone in not really knowing anything yeah. about it did you find it easy to pick up um yeah i have seen stuff and like heard stuff about the witcher in the past so i, I knew a very baseline understanding like especially when the series was announced as all right right okay i'm gonna find out a little bit about it um, but it was basically the stuff that gets explained to you, like what chaos and magic is and what a witcher is, essentially, is all that I knew going into it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, like it does explain a lot. It explains enough for you to understand the show. Like if you want to get into the subsidiary materials, like the novels, the games, then everything will make a lot more sense to you then. Yeah. I think... Like the biggest thing that this series has left me wanting and hungry for is season two right now, not in a year's time. I want it right now because, like I said, season one felt like a trailer for season two. Yeah, and it's just left me wanting to read the novels and play the books. Like it is a really engaging world. It is like Game of Thrones, but I feel like Game of Thrones season one did better at drawing people in and mm. giving everybody the understanding of this is what the story is. This is where the story is going for the next eight seasons. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, it's definitely a setup, isn't it? Mm. Especially where it leaves it off. Yeah. So, what did you think of all like the magic effects and stuff in it, like visually? I I think the, the visuals. Look I thought really visually cool. it class. Like, it looks really good. Um, the way that magic is used and stuff like that, it it reminded me a lot of Doctor Strange, like teleportation portals and stuff like that. Like you got swirling rings that they jump through and stuff like that, and then all the monsters looked fantastic. I thought, mm. like. You could tell there's a lot being done practically, but then obviously some of the ones that needed to be CGI, they still looked really cool, and there was cool monster designs, like little scuttling bug things, which looked really cool. And then you got like mutated people and stuff, which you could tell was done all practically, mm-hmm. and that looked cool with all the fight choreography and these 
big, huge, bloody rubber suits and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it's got a killer soundtrack. Yeah, I think the songs and, like, the the ballads are really cool. You know, sort of, like, the things that you hear in Lord of the Rings and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. They were fantastic. I actually thought there wasn't enough music in the series. Oh, okay. Enough of a score. Like, there were some moments where, like, you know, like, you're introduced to, like, a new setting or something like that, and I think I'm just trained with, like, Game of Thrones, Star Wars, um, especially Lord of the Rings, expecting, like, this grandiose score to, like, carry... And, like, you understand, like, especially in Lord of the Rings, like, the score follows the emotions of a character through a scene and stuff like that. Yeah. I felt like some scenes were just totally silent and it mm. didn't quite work for me. That's what I noticed in episode one. I wrote straight away. I was like, needs more music. Yeah. Like, when he's interacting with, it's not, it's not a big spoiler, he's interacting with a female character in the forest. And, like, it's just silent with the occasional bit of wind blowing through. Mm. And I felt like... They're really trying to understand each other's characters. A bit of music would have carried it and helped build this uh, connection that they're meant to be building in that scene. Mm. That's what I know it is. So you definitely watch a season two? Would you watch season three? Yeah. Yeah. I I would watch five, six, seven seasons of this. I think it's filling that void that Game of Thrones left, especially with that last season of Game of Thrones. I think it's definitely filled and satisfied that need for like a fantasy genre yeah, with definitely. monsters and interesting fantasy elements and stuff well, so. I, I i love fantasy like star wars is fantasy in space lord of the rings is just straight up high fantasy i love playing dnd play dnd like near mm. enough every week with people in work love it like fantasy is my genre especially at the moment like so anything like that i'm fully engaged with like i knew i was going to love this series going in it was just it, there are a few things that can be lifted in season two, and I think now that they saw how well season one's gone, season two's only going to be better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's a bit of a tough one. This, I don't think it's something that we're going to be able to talk about for ages because, like you said, it's a big, massive setup, really. Mm. And for because there's so much in this in this series that you won't know until you've watched it. Um, unless you've like well into the Witcher IP already, yeah. playing the games, reading the books, a lot of stuff just from the first episode is a bit of a spoiler. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Cavill's awesome. The characters are really good. Um, after playing a little bit of Wild Hunt, um, they're really close to the characters. Yeah. Um, obviously Yennefer's really good. Um, the Bard. Yaskia yeah. is really good in there. Everyone's really charming. Everything, everything's yeah, really good. I think it's all really well acted. It looks fantastic as well. Mm, like the yeah. the sets look amazing. Like you do feel like you're in like small keeps or castles and stuff like that. Is this a good live action interpretation of a video game? And would we questionably say it is the best live action interpretation of a video game so far? It's not a video game movie, but it's also more based off the book. Yeah, but it's a it's you know I know the the video game is based off a book. Yeah, um, but it is pretty damn good. Like Geralt is based off the Geralt in the video game, with the voice and his looks. Yeah, you know, looks and voice wise, yeah. So, but that's also based off the book. Like it's better it, than Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah, much better than Assassin's Creed. It's better than Warcraft. Uh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll give you them. 
Detective Pikachu was pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've already, I mean, that was already a TV series that was a video but game into a, a TV game, series. It, that was so. based off a video game that was nothing to do with a TV series. Though. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think this could have been so much worse. Yeah. This could oh, have been could have terrible. Yeah. It could have looked awful. It could have just been confusing. It could have just been totally viewer unfriendly yeah but could have been assassin's creed yeah <laughs> this is definitely worth a watch yeah and um, for people who don't like violence it's not worth a watch it's no. extremely violent Nudity and violence yeah throughout it, it is pedal to the metal absolutely just hardcore swearing everything swearing nudity violence throughout. yeah it is hardcore so let's get into spoilers. So at this point now, if you've not watched The Witcher, probably switch off, come back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's a bit of a weird one, this, because I'm only just starting to learn about like the universe, the story and stuff. So mm-hmm. in terms of spoilers, in terms of heavy story stuff, obviously you've got the Yennefer transformation. Yeah. Um, that I obviously, unless you knew about it, I don't see that coming. That uh, was pretty I, cool. I knew that just because of what I knew about their relationship from the game. Because, mm. um, like I said, I've seen things from the game in the past, and I knew, like, she was meant to be, like, the most beautiful woman in the realm. Like, she was this seductive mage type thing. And when we're first introduced, uh, she's got, like, hunchback, like, busted jaw and everything like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. But that transformation scene was incredible to watch, like, the way it was shot. It was yeah. also kind of terrifying. Yeah, yeah, that was that was crazy. And you got the bit where she's trying to get that genie back as well, that yeah. gin. Yeah, that's that's really crazy. Yeah. Um, she goes like full psycho from that point, just yeah. absolute power hungry. Um, that- I thought she was great. Like, she was great when she was like, um, like her original, her true form. Like I thought she was like a really sensitive like character that you really felt for. Then as soon like she just snapped. Yeah. And as soon as she snapped, she had the transformation. Mm. It literally was a transformation. Then since then, like you hate to love her. Like you kind of root in for her, but you hate her at the same time. Yeah. Like, that's she's it. such like a dick to everyone after that. And I think like you get towards the end of this series, this season. Sorry, and you you don't really. I think you kind of. You're torn a little bit because yeah. she she does go good towards the end, like where she's they're doing that big fight, that mage fight, where yeah. they're trying to hold back Nilfgaard. Yeah, and you know she's a strong, good character in that. But also, you, you just you know she's got an intention there where she wants to be really powerful. Yeah, and and all that. So I think that was that's a really good arc for like. She was she was downtrodden and she was the bottom uh, the bottom of the barrel. She was the lowest of the low all the time. She had just been beat down and she didn't want to feel that powerless anymore. Yeah. Um and then throughout the um the transformation, they have to like have all their internal reproductive organs like ripped out and that's how they create the magic to transform them. Mm. So then from that, like, she realizes that this power may not necessarily have been worth it because all she ended up doing was working for corrupt leaders. And the only thing that she thought that she could have power over then was herself and her body, which she couldn't because 
she couldn't reproduce. She couldn't be a mother. She felt like that was the only way for her life to go then, and she couldn't. Yeah, which I thought was the the only thing keeping me on her side throughout some of the shitty decisions that she was making. Like, I was I wanted her to almost like rise above the problems, but she was still letting them get to her. I think mm. that's what season two is going to do is her coming to resolve a lot of her issues, which was what the final episode was when they were having that epic fight and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, that first sword fight where Geralt's in the market oh. and he gets the butcher of uh, Blackavan, Blaviken um, or something. Bulgavik. Balvalvican, the butcher anyway. Yeah, that's his butcher nickname. Um, <laughs> the names are difficult in this show. Yeah, you'll find that. And you, we had to watch it with subtitles on <laughs> to make sure we yeah. could remember who people were. And Yennefer is the easiest name. To yeah, remember. Yennefer, Siri, Geralt. And then I was out. <laughs> I was like, I can't. I was like, Nilfgaard. Sintra. Yeah, I was really yeah. struggling with names, especially with the Brotherhood and the Mages and all that. At that point, I really struggled. Brotherhood and the Council. Yeah, yeah. It's well, that's the continent. Yeah, but that's all your fantasy business yeah. really coming in. And but that, it's it's written by a Polish guy. It's a Polish guy reciting creatures from European folklore and mythology mm. and dark, twisted versions of all of them and grim tales mixed with just general fantasy names like Tolkien's bad enough. Yeah, yeah. And he was English. <laughs> um, but yeah, that market scene, brutal. Yeah. That At that point, everything just felt so heavy. Um, all the sword fighting stuff. At that point, I was like totally 100% in on yeah. The Witcher at that point. That's what I'm saying. Like, But that was right at the end of the first episode, wasn't it? I think like, so, it slowed yeah. down in the middle of it. The, the one thing... I think it's just because we're spoiled with Game of Thrones. Like, you've got the Battle of the Bastards and stuff like that, which yeah. then made the fight against Nilfgaard during episode one when they're trying to take over... What's Sintra. Sintra. Yeah. When they're trying to take control of Sintra, like, that battle didn't feel as heavy. It didn't feel as, like... It didn't feel as good to me as, like, say, the Battle of the Bastards. No. Like, but I think... It was still amazing. Like if that came out like uh, six, seven years ago, we would have been ranting and raving about it. But because we've been spoiled by Game of Thrones with like, like I said, Battle of Bastards, Battle of Blackwater, and stuff like that, mm. and we hear about like these naval battles that have happened off screen as well. Yeah, well, that is um, to tie in with. This is probably spoilers for for. It's tough this because the way these timelines run is. Geralt's timeline is in the past. Yeah. And Ciri's is present day. Yeah. So what ends up happening is you have this weird, like, catch up moment where Geralt is at the point. So, like, let's say at about C- episode four, Geralt is where Ciri is at episode one. Yeah. And then they almost like Ciri. No. No, sorry. No. Yeah, that's before, isn't it? Yeah. So, so Geralt's story ends no Geralt's story in like episode 6 is where Siri is no yeah no you're right no, because it, no episode, it's in episode 7 yeah because episode 4 is where um, Calanthe who is Siri's grandmother yeah. who gets killed in like episode 1 or 2 um, where she comes back and I was like 
why is she still alive? And I was like, hang on. And I had to pause it and Google it and be like, oh, right, okay, it's two different two different story, uh, yeah. two different timelines going. But it doesn't tell you that. No, because she sat there and she sat next to a girl who looks incredibly like Siri. And yeah. you're like, is this Siri in the future? But yeah. then you're like, I was like, is no, this how some did, weird how did illusion or something where Geralt's like a trap? But then you had that um, that mouse mouse rat or oh, yeah, mouse, um, mouse, um, mouse trap. I don't know whatever his name was. Oh, her like uh, assistant, the mage. The, the, yeah, the mage, the um, sorcerer guy. Yeah, mouse mousesack. Mousak, Mousak, yeah. Um, you had Moussaka, if you're Greek. <laughs> it's a Greek dish. And he appears, and it's like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, you have that moment where it's like, oh, you realise there's two different timelines. Yeah, you realise then... that's Siri's mother Yeah. Um, at the, like, it's like a medieval, like, event, sort of like in Brave type thing, where yeah. all the families and kingdoms bring their suitor um, to see who will win the hand of the princess type thing. Yeah, and then you've got that bit later on in the story where Geralt visited, visits Sintra again, mm-hmm. but he sees Ciri at the beginning, which is what we see Ciri in episode one. Yeah, playing where Knuckles. Yeah, playing Knuckles with those kids yeah. um, because he gets tricked, doesn't he? Yeah, that's um, in episode seven. Yeah, and it's at that point then where your timelines then catch up with each other again yeah. really quickly. And then at the end, we're, we're there. Everything's happening at the same time then, yeah. isn't it? Um, that's the hardest part about watching this series is mm. that uh, this season, probably not this series because it's now caught up. That was the hardest part about watching that. Yeah, The easy parts were watching it when they were having their own stories. So where like Geralt was finding that golden dragon yeah. and, you know, all um, Siri found. Um, you could the... have possibly had Geralt's story go in and then like say episode seven could have been just Siri's story. But yeah. I don't think they wanted to take the risk of having like a Geralt free episode. So Yeah, because his character is so good. His character is ace throughout that. And I think like having him always in it and not having an episode without him, you would probably find that, you know, to no disrespect of Siri, the actor, and that, that mm. writing of that, because it's all really good, but you would probably find that would be the weak episode of the season. Like, you've seen other shows. Like, I, I can't think of any to mind, but I've seen episodes where sometimes they'll have an episode which is just based around one character who's sometimes a side character. Mm. type thing and like he'll just go on their journey for an episode to catch them up with everything and stuff like that mm. which like could have worked and i think that would have helped people understand what yeah. was going on more but the way that they did it was a bit more intriguing yeah because then you were trying to piece things together in your head as well so they're linked by the law of surprise yes but uh, I, I, the bit i was lost at was at what point does Geralt claim her as the law at the as okay. part of the law of surprise. So, so let, if I explain what I understand, right? Yeah. He saves. Right, there's that bit at that meal where he's there, and Hedgehog guy turns up. Yeah. Really it, cool, practical makeup Hedgehog guy. Yeah, he's actually been cursed. Yeah. And Pavetta, who is Siri's mom, yeah. who is young in this bit, 
she, it comes out that she's pregnant. But before we find that out, um, Calanthe says, "Oh, what can we? What do we? What do I owe you? Or what? What is it? You know, how can we reward you for obviously us not killing this guy because of Pavetta and his love story, right?" Yeah. Um, and he says, "Oh, he doesn't really care or whatever because Geralt doesn't really care about destiny at this point. It's he just because he, the Hedgehog guy had lore of surprise." Yeah, he to... had Laura surprise to take Pavetta. Yeah, because of something else. Yeah, which but it will... just so happened to be at the same time that they fell in love without the Laura surprise. Yeah, but then Geralt says, "Oh, just call it the Laura surprise," mm-hmm. and he says he just doesn't give an f about it, doesn't he? Yeah, basically, like, he that's says the favor. He doesn't want payment. Just give me the Laura surprise. Whatever. Yeah, and Destiny can go f itself. Basically, yeah. is what he says. So at that point, from there, where does he then claim Siri? Does he goes back to Sintra, right, yeah. to to claim it? So it's... does he just go back because there is something to claim? No. So he goes or... back. Um... So, Mousetrap. Ma- um, Mousesack. <laughs> not Mousetrap. That's Mousetrap now. Um, he says, like, you're going to have to look after this kid now. Like, you've got the Laura surprise. It's going gonna, it, gonna to be for the child. If not, like, this child is your responsibility anyway because you're the one that helped those two be together. You basically anointed their marriage. You, like... Sanctified it, so he was like, "You've got to like look after this kid." And, is this, so, and at this point, is this because they know Siri has powers? No. So this was straight after he walks out after getting Laura's prize. He says this to him. Okay. And then when um he goes back there, he because he's found out that uh, Nilfgaard is going to attack, and they basically got all the northern cities and the collecting majors and stuff like this. Like, sorry, no, they got the southern cities that are attacking the north, aren't they? Yeah. Um. So he knows that, like, they can't withstand them. They've lost all the navy, which is like a third of their army. So he's like, I'm claiming Laura a surprise to get your only reigning heir out of here. Uh, so, so why, he's so doing what, it to try and protect her. So why do they trick him? Why do they trick because, him with a fake um, one? He's, uh, they don't trust him. They don't trust the Witcher. That's why they end up locking them up as well. Uh, so they don't trust him. She's like, no, like, Siri will be safer with me. I'm her grandmother. Oh, it's like she has a chain. Like, they say to yeah. her, like, you want to protect her, but where were you all those nights when she woke up howling, crying because her parents were dead? Yeah, okay. I understand. They died uh, in a boat crash. Or, so it was more like uh, Mausak knew that that was the best thing to do, but it was trying to convince Kalanthe. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay, I understand now. So that's why he was, like, letting him go. When he was just there, like, um, like I am helping you out here because I'm not killing you. I'm letting you go. Mm. But then Calanthe ordered to have him captured and put in the cells. Hmm. That's what I mean with this series. She, is she a lot, was isn't there? brought down by her own ego. Essentially, she thought she could outfight anybody. She thought she was stronger than destiny. Like that's what um, uh, Mousetrap keeps saying to us. Mousetrap. Mousetrap. Oh no! Um, um, he keeps saying it's just there. Like destiny, destiny might side with us yet. Mm. Like we've done everything we can to try and deny destiny because we think we knew better. But really, if we had given her to uh, Geralt earlier, he could have got her far away from any combat. She wouldn't have died. 
Yeah. Or, or she wouldn't have got captured multiple times and everything. I reckon she ended up wandering the wilderness by herself for ages then. Yeah. Waiting for Geralt to try and find her. I reckon this is one of those seasons where, and one of those series where it might be best watch, giving this another watch before you actually go on go into season two. Yeah. Unless you're like fully understanding what's no. going on. I think, I also, think it's worth a watch anyway. There's small details in there that you'll pick up. Yeah, for sure. And especially now you know which way it's going, you can probably watch those first four episodes yeah. a lot differently um, now that you know where the timelines are sitting rather than being totally confused like I was about where the hell in the plot you was. What, um, was, your, what was your favourite monster out of all of them? Or ooh. creature? Because there's two that really stick out for me. I like the Strigger. Yeah. The Strigger bit was dark. Yeah. Where he's like, you know, Raph, like swinging that chain around and then he has that moment where it just breaks out of it. It was like he felt really overpowered by it. Yeah. Um, and he was taking those elixirs, which yeah. which is a resistance to some things. Like no, it can imbue them with that's powers. That's like his, uh, where he goes like Super Saiyan. Yeah, he, gets, he like, takes one of them and plates goes. black eyes and stuff. Yeah, he takes one of them and that's like a, a power-up for him. Yeah, it would kill anybody else, but because he's a witcher, he's able to yeah and also like touching on monsters i like how there's the whole thing like he sees some people as monsters yeah like because of the personalities and stuff like the one that cursed the daughter to become a strigger yeah like he's like you're the monster in all this you cursed an innocent child yeah essentially so he just leaves him there to be gutted by her yeah exactly yeah he always walks this like really weird like gray line of like he's got his own set of morals yeah, yeah. So what was your favourite monster? Uh, I was going to say the Strigger or uh, the Doppelganger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about him for a second, but that's so cool. Like when he's fighting like the Black Knight that's been sent after Siri. Yeah. When it's him fighting himself because it's the Doppelganger. Like, that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. And so well shot as well. Like it seemed seamless. Hmm. Obviously, there would have been touches of CGI on there as well where they needed to to do a face replacement and stuff. Yeah, but that was all really cool. I've been watching a lot of... Um, have you seen the Corridor crew, is it? Corridor oh, yeah. Digital yeah. With yeah. the bad, uh, good and bad VFX. Yeah, Boom. yeah. Excuse me. Watching loads of their stuff as well with like stuff that you don't realise is CGI and stuff. So now I'm noticing like face replacements and stuff like that where mm. I wouldn't normally. Yeah. I think... It, yeah, I... I yeah, I think that was really cool, that whole bit. I think now that we've spoke about that, it's weird. Like, there's a, there's that big fight scene at the end. There's not a massive amount, really, to talk about from this season of The Witcher. There is, don't get me wrong, there yeah. is, in term, but not much in terms of, like, because you have that overlap where you see the story again from a different perspective. Yeah. A lot of it is a lot of character setting. Mm. Um, so the main the main points that we have is obviously Siri has Witcher powers. Yennefer and Geralt are tied together because he's made a wish, with a the wish, gym. but she doesn't know exactly what it is. Yeah, um, which is to tie their fates together or something like that. I think. Um, and yeah, I mean, we know Nilfgaard is like Mordor. <laughs> But not essentially orcs, yeah. but they're they're bad people. They're, um, like they seem to like try and paint you in a different light for a minute, you know, with that wizard from the beginning. Yeah, um, from like the earlier episode Strigabor. before Yennefer gets yeah. transformed. So he's just there, like they're not all bad. Like 
people were starving beforehand. Now they have something at least. It might not be the best, but they're giving them something to fight for and everything. Mm. So like they're trying to create this moral gray area for Nilfgaard. And I think that's what it is like. We're meant to end the season and like that battle that they have at the end, we're not sure which side we're on because Nilfgaard are doing bad. Like they're trying to tear down the establishment and everything like this. But Yennefer's story is taught us to question the establishment and everything that's happened beforehand. Yeah. That's why only a select few of them go to fight against Nilfgaard. Yeah, for sure. So it is interesting. It sets season two up to be really interesting. That's why, like I said, it felt like a trailer. Yeah. And because the two different timelines were going on, it meant that some parts of the pacing was strange. Mm. It was like Siri's story was like sometimes like really fast and like she's on the run a lot. Mm. And then like the Witcher was having like sort of a slower story going on. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, when they were chasing after the, going to find the dragon. Yeah. That was like quite a slow story for them. But then Siri's getting chased by a doppelganger. Yeah. And now it's just left off at a point where we guess Geralt is going to take Sirion and trainer as a as a witcher with these yeah. powers and stuff that she's been which we have seen um stuff of that in the novels and stuff yeah and it's and it's the first thing you see in wild hunt yeah so that where that leaves off is where wild hunt kind of takes mm-hmm. on so what we should see in season two if you wanted to go in blind on season two then don't listen to the rest of this episode of the podcast yeah. like in about two seconds Yep. So there's spoilers a, for <laughs> possible season two spoilers, predictions. Um, is just that he goes back to the witch's keep or something, mm. um, where there is more witches like him. Okay. Um, Vesemir is like his his mentor, who in the Witcher series, the game, you see him with right at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and he's training Siri there, and that's the one that he gets left with as a child in the flashbacks, is it? Yeah, 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 so it's we hear weird, his name, yeah. yeah. You see all the Yennefer stuff um, in The Witcher where they're looking for her, mm. um, but you have you have flashbacks. This this thing's just full of flashbacks in, like, different <laughs> timelines. But he's having flashbacks of when he trained Ciri, yeah. where he's he's with when Yennefer. He's, trained, he's having flashbacks. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shut Ciri. up, Ciri. Ciri is in iPhone. talking about Ciri, Ciri with crazy. the C. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, it's all over the place. But I think it'll be cool. I think it's definitely... I think there's a lot of talking points, but I think not a lot happened in this season. Yeah, it made me more excited for everything else around it, like season two, the games, the books. I think the fact it's a good video game series is such a big thing that they finally done it. I, th- I think we <laughs> And of course, like, if anyone was going to do it, it would have been Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Netflix were in the prime position to do something yeah, good like this. for sure. I, I think it also sets high standards for Amazon's Lord of the Rings. Yeah, hopefully. There's been a bit of rocky stuff about that, though, if you've, yeah. if you've heard. So let's... Let's keep open-minded about that yeah. because we don't want to go in too hopeful that it's no. going to be like this. If it's if it's like this... Then good. And no better, I'm still happy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm cool. I, I think I'm looking forward to the Lord of the Rings one because it is like they're going to explore different stories as well, which is yeah. going to be cool. Side yeah. of Middle Earth. Also, one last thing. What did you think about the dragons? So I thought they looked kind of naff, like... Like Skyrim, the, 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 the like less look less cool looking Skyrim dragons because yeah. they talk like humans. Yeah, like the the effects on them obviously were great, 
but I just wasn't a fan of the design of the head. Like, the head felt too small. It felt like a strange lizard. They're like sheep. Like sheep with scales and wings. Yeah, sheepy lizards. Yeah. We'll go with. Yeah. I don't know. It was different. Know. It was cool. I liked the gold one was able to transform into a human. Yeah, that was a nice little twist. Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of twigged as soon as, like... Yeah, he, he, fell he off dropped off like, that cliff without a lot of uh, reason to. Yeah. <laughs> but I had already noticed earlier when they were talking about dragons and stuff like that, his armor looked like dragon scale, and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, foreshadowing." A lot. Of I was like, I was trying to figure out what those women were doing. I was like, "What's their deal?" <laughs> yeah, they're just like guardians of the yeah. dragons or something, weren't they? So yeah, I, is there anything else? I Not without going into more weird little details. But. but yeah, all in all, I'd say it's worth a watch. Yeah. That final episode was incredible. Yeah. I think Which was really... your favourite episode? Hmm. I'd say the one where... I'd say the market... I don't really have a favourite episode. I just have like okay. a favourite scene. That marketplace fight is yeah. just so good. So good, so brutal. And at that point, I was like, I am in. I think at that point, I text you and I was like, have you seen The Witcher yet? <laughs> it's so brutal. Yeah. It's so good. So at that point, I was all in on it. I yeah. was like, yep, yep, that's yeah. it. I'm Just get over the, the first 40 minutes and you'll be sold. Yeah, exactly. I didn't really. I mean, the last episode was nice because it tied everything up together. Yeah. But I think... I think the the combat, the siege and the last episode was really cool yeah you got think, to see new versions of magic in it as well yeah i think anything where Geralt was in it yeah i think i'm i'm buzzing <laughs> with henry cavill all the way all the way all the way cool he could, he could be anything sweet thank you so much for listening guys um check us out on facebook instagram and twitter at at get real pod that's r-e-e-l 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 Get Real Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The email address is getrealpoduk at gmail.com. Leave us a like, favorite, review, whatever it is, star rating on whatever platform you listen to this on. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and hopefully soon Google Podcasts. Yeah, if you listen to our last episode on The Mandalorian, we touched a little bit how we were facing just a tiny bit of trouble with it. Hopefully by this point, everything's all sorted. So you should be able to find us all on your favourite app. Uh, Podcast provider. Yes, thank you, Chris. Saving me at the end there. Cool. So thank you very much for listening, guys. Um, Get in contact with us on any of them. Send us suggestions. Let us know what you thought of The Witcher. Uh, We'd love to have a conversation, and we'll see you guys in the next episode, which is yet to be decided. Yet to be decided. Cool. Keep it real, guys. Thanks. Thank you very much. Bye now.